0: Once again, for them boys from 607 Podcast to bring it straight to you and talk all things pro wrestling. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of 607TWS. And as always, we are coming to you live from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. You know, they thought I was going to say live on Twitch, but no, live from the Dragon Master Games. Because we're still hungover from New York Comic Con. Let's, let's be honest. But uh, but with that being said, we are still here to talk to you on the, the Three Fat Nerds network of podcasting like we do each and every week so hopefully you're joining us in podcast form with that being said i am the host of the three Fighters podcast and one of your hosts here on 607 podcast on twitch my name is rich and of course i'm joined as i am each and every week by the other host here on 607 podcast on twitch and also you know him better as the host of the Show, duro parlay our podcast better known as the o d p h talking m
1: 607 podcast fam what is happening? What's going on? What's everybody doing Friday night?
0: Uh, yes, 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 yes. Well, this will be out before that Friday night, but uh, you know, a lot of stuff going down. Uh, we are going to keep this to kind of an abbreviated show. We are coming to you later in the week. Uh, we are still very much hungover from New York City and yes. an awesome New York Comic Con. But we wanted to come and give you our thoughts and opinions on some things in the world of pro wrestling. So we're going to give you a, a little show here. Of course, we will be back. On normal time, 8 mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this upcoming Monday on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Come out and show your love there. And of course, we will be out short on Wednesday right here on the Three Fat Nerds Network of Podcasting. Although, we're uh, the, the clock should be ticking because there's some news that you don't know about that we know about mm-hmm. that will be going down very soon. All I'm going to tell you is uh, we're getting awful close to episode 100. We're a few away and there's going to be a big announcement at episode 100 stay tuned look at that it's not just brett lauderdale and gcw who does does major announcements it's not just tk that does major announcements no 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 it's 607 tws and you guys are going to want to find out all about that but i promise that will be on episode 100 which i think we're what three way i think something like that yeah we're right around there well with that being said Ladies and gentlemen, real quick before we jump in to talk about pro wrestling, Ken M, tell them how to find you in the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast.
1: Very simple. You swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on our social media links. They're all right there, so you can just drop that follow. Join in that conversation. Check out Parlay Points. New blog's up this week. The T Public Store has another sale going on all that and so much more odphpodcast.com
0: and of course all things three fat nerds find us at 8122productions.com uh you know uh, of course on all social medias three fat nerds pod throw an at in front of it of course it's the number three not the word three i know i have to answer that occasionally and uh, of course on 8122productions.com we also have a t public store also same sale. go pick a you up one of those awesome 607 tws shirts facts Uh, On top of other things, and we're going to have more stuff coming in the near future. Of course, also the Patreon link is there, patreon.com slash 8122productions. And uh, go there for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content. And if you're on that $3 tier, uh, the p- folks who are on the $3 tier at the beginning of this month, they're all getting exclusive T-shirts sent out to them. And uh, you can be part of that club, too. For $3 a month, you get uh, monthly giveaways. And then we do swag giveaways quarterly. Mm. That's been the new thing. And uh, so there you guys go. So And if you jump in, I'll get you a little uh, welcome package as well over there at 812-812. Sorry, patreon.com slash 8122productions. All those links, by the way, if you can't remember them, are in the liner notes to this podcast. Check them out. The links to the ODPH merch store, everything. Same with the uh, Three Fat Nerds. All in the liner notes. I took the time, hyperlinked them out. Takes you right to the T Public store. Can't beat it, folks. Takes you right to the website, takes you right to everywhere. It's amazing. So, of course, everywhere you get great podcasts all right with that being said ken uh we are like i said we're gonna do a little abbreviated time but we still have a lot to talk about so ken m i know this is your favorite time, it's time! and that did not want to ring for some reason so the bell was a little late I feel like I'm at an indie show again.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? If we are going to talk indies, we might as well talk about the best indie on the planet right right. now.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think it's even uh, up for... We're going to talk about that in a second, too. But I don't think it's up for debate anymore. No. Game Changer Wrestling, if you're not familiar, at this point in Juncture, Game Changer Wrestling, as we've told you, is bringing you hardcore wrestling. And I'm not just talking about death matches and and violence. I'm talking about some of the best in-ring work that you're going to see. Hardcore wrestling in the old ECW uh, category, where, yeah, you have that one violent match or death match in this case but then you have a card full of great entertaining matches. They delivered again because they had a big weekend in the home of Atlantic City, New Jersey from the live from the showboat mm-hmm. on both uh Saturday and Sunday. Uh we watched on Saturday live from the hotel room in New York City uh right down the street from the Javits Center because we were there attending New York Comic Con as press. Thank you once again. Yes. And um, we're going to probably talk about one of those panels a little later in this because we're just doing one segment. But let's go over real quick. I'm going to uh, I give all of our information, especially for GCW, from uh, cagematch.net, uh, uh, giving them a big shout-out. And uh, this time, I know that they must be on the uprise because there is match ratings for every match on the card. What? That means that fans are sending them in. I need to start doing my match ratings through here too. But I'm going to give you what they said about them. They are out of 10. Uh, it's a, uh, Just judging by this, it's a pretty solid damn show. Of course, uh, first up, GCW Fight Club, Mox versus Gage. That went down on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live from the Carousel Room at the Showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We watched it live on Fight.TV. Uh, the, the, uh, the night opened up with a three-way dance. It was originally uh, listed as one-on-one between Alex Zane and Ninja Mac. But they added the man of the hour leo rush to this match so it was alex zane leo rush and ninja mac they got 10 minutes and 59 seconds at the end of the day alex zane wins this match cage match gave it a 7.10 uh, out of 20 after 28 votes on their uh site i thought this was a very good opener very high paced uh there was some botches because uh, whenever you get the guys that do a high risk high reward you're gonna get that but overall i thought this was great great opener to the show
1: ninja fucking mac enough said enough said
0: next up we had a tag team matchup Chris Dickinson and Starboy Charlie taking on Joey Janella and Marco stunt this match got 16 minutes and 16 seconds and at the end of the day Dickinson and Starboy Charlie pick up the win this got 7.3 out of, uh, on uh, out of 10 26 votes I, I can agree with this. This was a really good match, and if you've never seen Marco Stunt not in AEW, do yourselves a favor and check him out in GCW because it's a whole nother beast. Same with Joey Janela.
1: That's the big takeaway I got from this. I mean, Starboy Charlie is fantastic. Him and Dickinson, listen, they're, gr- they're great. I, nothing, I can say more than the, they're just fantastic. But freaking Marco Stunt, where is this guy on Wednesday and Friday nights? I'm, like, it's a day and night difference, and this reminds me of why AEW signed him. I
0: just don't see this on my television all the time. I, I'm, great match. I'm confused as well. Next up is a match that I know we were very hyped about. Unfortunately, it only got a 6.23 out of 10 out of 21 votes, which I would disagree with. I thought this was a great match because I think this is a great story that they're still building. Jordan Oliver versus Atticus Kogar. 10 minutes and 6 seconds. Jordan Oliver gets his first win over Atticus Kogar. And I can't wait to see more of this feud because uh, after the match, it looked like Atticus was turning face, gave the handshake, gave the hug, but then knocked him down and stuck skewers into his head. I
1: have to agree with the low grade just because on this aspect, you're right. They're building a long term story. So this is kind of like in, in comic books, this is like a filler issue. We thought it was going to have a bigger payoff and the feud would be done. But since they're keeping it going, I understand why they kept it short. And it kind of seems like very simplistic. Not mad about it because these are going to be your future stars of GCW, if not on Wednesday and Monday nights. So I was all in for it. But I understand why some people might have gave it a low grade.
0: I, I agree. I could see that. But I, I mean, I guess I'm just that invested in it. So I'm biased in there. Yeah. Uh, Next up, a match that was the internet title versus GCW Career. Effie put the internet title on the line against always ready Matt Cardona and his GCW Career. Yeah. 11 minutes and 55 seconds, and a masked person came in the ring and cost Daddy the match. So your new and two-time internet champion, Matt Cardona, and the match person was revealed, revealed to be Chelsea Green. Of course, the fiancé of Matt Cardona. Uh, by the way, 7.04 out of 25 votes. I can't disagree with this. It's a great match.
1: It's a great match. I'm trying to do my uh, monotone Matt Cardona voice here. No, this was great. I love this feud. I think there's a lot of possibilities they're going to go with it. In fact, Ali Catch called out. Chelsea Green, so that's going to be happening,
0: and that match was accepted. Yes, so I do believe that's going down. Well, I will announce that in a minute Mm because later in the night, before this match, Brett Lauderdale said he had a major announcement, and of course, Matt Cardona cut him off before the main event. We got the main. uh, We got the announcement. We're going to do it that way for you as well. Mm -hmm. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, we had the six man scramble match, or sorry, six way scramble match. Uh, You know the classic GCW match, ASF Jimmy fucking Lloyd. Brayden Lee, Calvin Tankman, Dante Leone, and Gringo Loco, but wait a minute, before the match got started we were informed that it was gonna be a seven-way match the music hits and we get Thunder Rosa! Holy shit yes. Thunder Rosa entered the match and boy, was this a great scramble match, they only got uh, what was it, Uh, 11 minutes and 48 seconds, but you could, all the spots you could get, at the end of the day, Jimmy fucking Lloyd comes out with a win, but Thunder Rosa did her damn thing in there The entrance from
1: Thunder Rosa and hearing that place explode is worth the price of Mission alone. Huge Thunder Rosa fan here and seeing her come out, she was definitely excited to be there. And this is a hell of a match.
0: I do want to point out that uh, we had the uh, next up would be a six-man tag match. On one side, we had the second gear crew, uh, Matt Swarner and Matthew Justice, the GCW Tag Team Champions. And of course, Black Death. The motherfucking, motherfucking truth. truth, A.J. Gray. And they took on the team of Akira, who made his debut at GCW that week. Alex Colon, the 3 P tournament of survival winner. And G. Raver. This match got 15 minutes and four seconds. Cage match gave it, out of 10 votes, gave it a 5.73. I can agree. It was kind of uh, more of a hardcore edge. And it was more about where we were going with this match. At the end of the day, the second gear crew wins. Mm-hmm. It looked like A.J. took uh, was injured. I don't think that's the case because after the match, Mance and Matthew Justice get on the microphone and say, hey, listen, we've been tag champs now for a little bit here in GCW. No, there's nobody left. We challenge anybody. You can come from anywhere. Fuck the forbidden door. The door is open. Anybody who wants a shot, you let us know because we'll take you out. And then we heard, for me, I had to listen for a second because I hadn't heard in a while. We heard a song that some fans are going to know instantly. It's a song called Give Me Back Them Bullets by Leonard Skinner. Mm. There's only one team that uses that. I marked, you can ask, uh, Ken, yes. I marked out, but even before they walked out, when I realized what song it was because it was Dem boys from Sandy Sandy Hook by God, Delaware. The Jay. Briscoe brothers are in the fucking house.
1: Rich did mark out like a madman. As soon as he heard the song, he's screaming, Briscoes, Briscoes. It took me a second because I forgot they came out to that. It's been so long. Yeah. And then just seeing Jay and Mark come to the ring, I was like, oh, yeah.
0: Shit. By the way, has there ever been a crazier stare down than between Mance Warner and Mark Briscoe? no. <laughs> no two of the craziest guys alive stare at each other down. Uh, it did go on for a little while long, but now we know uh, war ready next weekend at war ready for this yeah. for the GCW sorry Tag team championships second gear crew versus the Briscoes. Give it them to me. boys uh, I' I'm, I'm, I'm already picking in new well we'll talk about that next week when we're preparing for it. Uh, next up was uh, kind of like the come down match before the main event, but it's still delivered the The young kid Yoya who always comes. He's early. He's still a tree. still his careers just started, but he's always there early. He's always something. He, he learns the lesson of bringing his gear because somebody couldn't make the show. So Yoya comes in and he takes on the iron demon Shane <laughs> Mercer. And you know what? Had a great little match, and including, I want to point this out, cage match, 6.42 out of 11 vo- votes. That's pretty good for a young up-and-comer. And Shane Mercer, man, enough said about him. I just want to point out, if you guys haven't seen it on the internet, the move that he uses, some of the moves he uses, uh, he lion salts with yo in his arms yeah. to give him a slam. Uh, there were some other moves that I can't even, there's no name for them. Package driver bomb, bomb, driver. Something.
1: I don't know what you want to call it. It's just. It's amazing. Mercer is on a whole other level right now, and holy shit, this well, match.
0: Well, you know what? Lonely one thing left for this show, and that's the main event. But before we get the main event, we got the major announcement. The major announcement is man, somebody really pissed off Brett Lauderdale. Yes. <laughs> uh, somebody told them. So told him, and he quoted this: that they've seen a million. He didn't divulge a name. But they've seen a million GCWs come and go. That was the line. Mm. So he gives us a video package, and it's you know all of our the stars that we know: Alley Catch, Nick Gage, uh, Second Gear Crew, Effie, and it's all Jordan Oliver. Mm-hmm. It's all of them saying like Jordan Oliver says, I, I, "I'm too small." Like it's all the the detractions that people took from them. And the announcement is on January twenty third, GCW invades the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. <laughs> They wow. booked the damn Hammerstein, and this is the first show in the Hammerstein that hasn't been from a major promotion or Ring of Honor in 20 years.
1: Easy, 20 years. This is a huge move. Congratulations, GCW, for pulling this one off. This is going to be a stacked card whenever they decide to announce it. You're going to see a memorable night, and for GCW to break through, and for whoever said those comments the Brett. You, you're going to be eating some words because he's going to make it a point to stick this card up your ass.
0: I agree. So the main event, before we get the main event, we get the announcement. Mick Foley's here because Mick Foley was going to, is going to award the winner of the match with the GCW World Heavyweight title. And, of course, he was on commentary for this match, which was really cool as well.
1: Yeah, it was very cool to see Mick in for this. Uh,
0: he does a little cheap plug, cheap pop. You know, you know the Mick Foley way, and I loved it. It was really cool. Got the crowd into it. And then it's on to the main event. First out for the first time in a long time. First mm. out. The man, the king, yeah, the, the god, god of this, this shit. Nick fucking Gage and the entrance that we all know comes to the ring, and then it's time for the GCW World Champ. And I marked out again because he finally had it back, ladies and gentlemen. John Moxley came to the ring to L Seven Shitlist, which if you guys know anything, that was his song in the Indies before he went to WWE. Initially, he was not using that. Now we got Shitlist, and I was fucking pumped for that i even tweeted how excited i was tired i wasn't tweeting much because mm-hmm. how tired i was from the week at comic-con and i'll tell you what whoo i was excited in this match it got 19 minutes 22 seconds by the way cage match with 60 votes it got an 8.28 who said that death matches were trash
1: this was a very impressive match and this delivered on all fronts a great story going on with the
0: two I loved it. It did tell a story. They had some great wrestling. I understand that people don't think that in death matches, but there was really good wrestling. Just happened to have some glass and light tubes. And I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, and still the GCW heavyweight champion of the world, John Moxley.
1: Absolutely insane. I did not. I thought Gage was going to get it right back, but no, Mox retains. So
0: who do you feel worse for? Him? You know, Nick Gage not winning? Or Renee at home.
1: Renee at home because she was <laughs> tweeting the entire time how much she hates John doing death matches. At least that was the perception I got.
0: Oh no, she definitely, she definitely was not happy at all about her husband in a death match. And uh, I'll tell you what, I was, I was very, I thought, I, I she definitely had a reason not to be. Let's be, mm-hmm. I know, it was a brutal match, but at the end of the day, very good. And uh, what can I say? Putting a bow on it, first night there, GCW Fight Club Mox versus Gage great night of action. Once again, we always plug them out there because it's always good nights of action. We always always support them because it's, it's great, and trust me, it's it's, it's building up. We're, we're going.
1: We actually converted young Padawan Jay into watching.
0: Yeah, a little bit. He's, yeah. he's definitely a little bit more in. He's more receptive.
1: He was definitely more receptive. Like I said, it didn't fully win him over, but give it time. But that goes to show about the quality they're doing at GCW and how much the fans are embracing the company.
0: Right. Well, we came back from New York And we got home just in time to watch the 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start of the night day, two, Basically, GCW's aftermath coming to you also from the Carousel Room at the showboat in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Ready to talk about this one? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, we open with the classic GCW six-way scramble match. This time only six. Uh, Everett Connors, Frontman Ja, Gringo Loco, Marcus Mathers, Ninja Fucking Mac, in a surprise. Mm-hmm. By the way, the man with the greatest entrance music in the history of wrestling. Facts. Spider Nate Webb. Make sure you listen to Teenage Dirtbag whenever you hear his name. Mm-hmm. Which was surprising because he retired, but he came back for one night in a six way and had a good time. Crowd, crowd enjoyed it. it. Was a good surprise moment.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. I'm not sure if, it was, if this is really gonna be the last we see of him, but. I think anything is possible.
0: Well, at the end of the day, man, winning this match, Ninja fucking Mac. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, we had, uh, I didn't know this was going down, Kobe Carino going one-on-one with Black Death, the motherfucking truth. AJ Gray, nine minutes and 57 seconds, AJ Gray gets the victory. Kobe Carino looked good, though. This was
1: a great match. This really, for being a surprise, definitely got the crowd's attention,
0: and very solid all around. I mean, that's the easiest way to describe it. One of the young performers that we talk a lot about here got a huge opportunity on this show. Dante Leone got to wrestle Tony Deppen. Wow, <laughs> that's that right there. That's that's worth it. nine minutes and thirty seconds. Nine minutes thirty six seconds. Sorry, Tony Deppen gets the win. Great match, and that was a great opportunity for Dante Leone because Tony Deppin's at top of his game.
1: Yeah, this is a huge moment for Leone. He's going to be a face you're going to see a lot of in the upcoming year.
0: And Tony Depp, I mean, what can you say about him? He's always solid. In another uh, huge match for a young talent, Starboy Charlie took on Alex Zane. Yes. 12 minutes, 16 seconds. All I have to say is Alex Zane wins, but Starboy Charlie never dies
1: he is the ultimate underdog he is putting on fantastic work right now and he's earning the respect not only of the fans but the fellow wrestlers too you're seeing always these great moments where they're putting him over and they're understanding this this kid for being as young as he is
0: is on a whole different level 18 years old Wow. Uh, by the way Alex Zane afterwards gives him a good handshake and gives him the the walk of the ring out of respect next up we had another couple young up and coming talents ASF taking on calvin tankman Ooh. is there anything calvin tankman can't do no God, this is a six foot two 300 plus pound man and he does some of the most amazing things in a wrestling ring yeah yeah standing I, shooting star i can't even insults. articulate
1: the stuff he does because he will surprise you with the the things he's
0: capable of doing between the ropes it's fantastic to watch him uh, that match got 14 minutes and 7 seconds. Calvin Takeman gets the win. It's awesome to see him back in GCW. Hope we get to see a lot more of him. Facts. Next up, Alley Catchman had a big match in front of her because she went one-on-one with a person who has made, made their GCW debut. Mercedes Martinez, legend of women's wrestling. 10 minutes, 17 seconds. Ally Catch gets the win and the respect of Mercedes Martinez. Great match. Honestly, this
1: might have been my match of the weekend. This is how good this was. And Ali Catch with a big W. That's a huge feather in her cap.
0: I agree that it was a great match, but my match of the weekend was actually the next match. The bad boy Joey Janela goes one on one with the king, Monaro Suzuki. Twenty minutes and twenty five seconds. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Uh let me tell you, the chop the, the chops back and forth in this match, including face chops. Yes were ridiculous and awesome once again it's one of those situations that if you've only seen the bad boy Joey Janelle in AEW do yourself a favor catch him on an indie show catch him on a GCW show for sure mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you I'm telling you 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 will not be disappointed
1: no this match was absolutely brutal and, and to touch upon too this is the same thing with Marco Stunt when you see certain wrestlers leave and they're on a bigger promotion you don't really get to see their talent shine through in my opinion Janella is GCW, and every match you see him in with this company, he takes it to a whole different level. Obviously, with Monaro Suzuki, he had to step his game up, and Suzuki was waiting for him to do it. That's the respect level they had, and Suzuki beat the absolute shit out of him.
0: Agreed. Well, that should have been. We thought that was the main event, but we had one more match—a surprise match—and mm-hmm. it was a death match. He's a different kind of boy. He's Jimmy fucking Lloyd. Went one on one with the basically the king of the death match Yes, Alex Colon this match got 17 minutes 20 seconds they replaced the middle there was no middle rope Yeah. on one side of the ring we had light tubes adorned to the ropes the other side had barbed wire hooked between the two it was an insane setup at the end of the day Alex Colon slaps Jimmy Lloyd in a camel clutch Hmm. towards the end of the match and he passes out stoppage from passing out couldn't get the, the straight win over Jibby Lloyd. Absolutely
1: wild scenario. And like I said, Rich mentioned about no middle rope. And that was so bizarre to
0: see. Like, they didn't explain the real reason why. It just it was what it was. Yeah, crazy. Well, you know what? We got huge news today. I just want to throw that out there. GCW has now, uh, in the East Coast, they own a subsidiary of them which is JCW. Mm -hmm. You can see their shows, and they had a show this past weekend as well, on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. You can see it for free. Lots of young, talented people who are hoping to make it to GCW on the East Coast all come to JCW. Also, Hybrid Wrestling has a deal with them as well. It's not owned by the same people. uh, JCW is. Mm Well, guess what? We're going to get a West Coast version as well. It's called L.A. Fight, and it will be debuted on Sunday, November 28th, and it will be from the Don Coyote in Los Angeles, California, and it will be live for free on the GCW YouTube channel. Just like JCW, that's how all their events will be held. How how are you thinking about the fact that now the GCW Western expansion trying to find more young talent on the West Coast is rolling through?
1: Game Changer is really changing the game. And doing a move like this is a huge one because if you listen to 607TWS, we've been talking about GCW fairly since the inception of the show. Absolutely. All the stars that they are making right now is truly astonishing and where they're finding them and where they're putting them together, they're putting on some of the best work in all the indies, bar none. This is why the buzz is well-deserved for this company they're doing things the right way, and when they're finding that undiscovered talent and giving them a platform to shine on, you're getting some of the best professional wrestling on the planet. Huge move for them. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, I'm with them completely. I love this. Uh, once again, can't say anything bad. If you're not down with GCW and you're a wrestling fan, if you're looking for something different, Deathmatches might not be for you, but I, as we told Pad, just, just check it out once. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to watch the Death Match, just don't watch the Death Match. There's only usually one on the show twice, two if if it's if it's, if it's uh, yeah. a, a real big event, but usually just one, even on the big events. Mm-hmm. I think the only one we've ever seen two on was Homecoming. Yes, night one of Homecoming. But outside of that, we, there's only one. And you know what? Give it a shot even cuz Ken didn't like death matches. I'm not a huge death match guy, but I I've seen enough that I can what you know, I can I can work with him. But he watched the first one and he even came in on a hor- like a real horrifying one cuz it was glass ceiling. Yes. And he came out of it going, wait a minute, they actually wrestled. I mean, yeah, there was glass involved. Yeah, there was crazy shit involved, but they were wrestling and telling a story. So it was a wrestling, a really good wrestling match just with a bunch of shattered glass.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it's just a different element to storytelling, but they told a story. And for me, being an old school pro wrestling fan, that's what I want to see. There's a there's a time and place to see all in the action with no story. But this is for a company. They want to really establish that Deathmatch Wrestling does have a place in professional wrestling. It might not be your cup of tea. But it does make sense to the overall product, and they do this better than anybody.
0: I agree, I agree, I agree. And you know what, Ken, though? I got a special treat for you today. Ooh. I I got a real special treat. You ready for it? Okay. New Japan! Let's go! That is right, it's New Japan Pro Wrestling, and of course, we're picking it up, and we're coming into some of the last nights of the G1 Climax. And, of course, uh, if you guys don't know, the winner of the G1 Climax guarantees themselves a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th from the Tokyo Dome. So, this is a huge deal. This is a guaranteed title shot. And we have the A and B box. We're going to give you an update. Still got about a week, so next week we'll probably be getting into the finals and finding out. But let's give you an update of the standings since where we left off. Are you ready? Let's do it. Uh, of course, uh, we won't uh, in a block. We will not. Uh, the, the tenth place spot is Tetsu Naido who got injured. He's in his first match, so that's why he's the tenth spot. So we have a two-way tie for eighth place, uh, both with four points, both with the record of uh, two and six, and that is Yujiro Takahashi. Okay, from the Bullet Club, hmm. and also from the Bullet Club, Tongaloa Hmm. Yeah, not, they're not having a great show. Anymore. I was gonna say, not really feeling that for them for my guys there. So then, with that being said, we have a two place for sixth place in the block, with both with eight points. Uh, as of this, one was four and five, one was four in and, and, and one was four and five, one's four and four. Uh, and that is Great Ocon and Toriano. Hmm. Interesting. Next up in solid place of fourth place. <laughs> Uh, he is the man that this past weekend we heard get called out by one Orange Cassie with a 6-2 and two record. It is Zach Sabre Jr. Give me that match anywhere, anytime. And, Ken, we got a four-place tie for first place. All with 12 points, all 6-2. and two. And the four-place tie is Kenta Shingo Tagagi, your reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, unless you listen to Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Tomahiro Ishii, and Kota Ibushi, all in the top spots for the A-Block. That's a ridiculous stacked class. How do you think, of the, as we're getting into the end here, we only got a few matches left for these guys, what are you thinking of your picks for the A-Block? You know, I'm still sticking with Kenta. Okay.
1: I, th- I think he's. this is going to be the time to do it for him. I mean, otherwise I'd go Kota, but I think that'd just be too easy. That's, that's kind of like where I'm feeling from that. But I love the stack. The f- f- tie now at first place, there's so much pressure on them. Yeah, I agree. Like I say, you're going to see the diamonds get formed right here.
0: Good, good points. Well, you know what? There we had a four-way tie for first. We have a four-way tie for fifth place in the B block. Uh, all with four points. All with a record of two and six. Chase Owens, Tai Chi, Yoshihashi, and surprisingly enough, Hiroki Goto.
1: Goto is interesting. It's
0: surprising that he's in the bottom half. Although he's got gotten a couple of victories, I I don't know what's up there. That's I. If you would have told me this coming into the tournament, I would have told you we were crazy. Yeah. In sole possession of fourth place with a three and five record with six points, we have the bad boy Tamatanga. Let's go. Next up with uh, eight point, we have a tie. Sorry uh, for fourth with eight points, uh, both four and four. Sonata. Hmm. And the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Okay. Interesting. We have a sole possession of third place with a 6-2 record, 12 points, Evil. Not surprised there. We have a sole possession of second place with 14 points with a 7-1 record, The Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. Definitely no surprise there. It's Okada. By the way, number one, 16 points, 8. In, o, in the G1 Climax Member of the Empire Jeff Cobb
1: I almost wore a shirt down here today I am super excited about that I am just hoping maybe Just maybe I Like I said I think Kenta
0: is going to win overall But damn it give me Jeff Cobb
1: In that match
0: I think that would be great uh, hey, I've seen weird things happen. I still think that you can never count off the Rainmaker. It's still a good class there. You can never count on Sonata, who's also a guy that's going to definitely be in the line in the future of the company. Uh, there's a lot of great places in there. And the ace is still is still kicking. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Cobb undefeated in the G1 Climax thus far up to this date.
1: Do you think they would do something like he would win and then give his
0: spot to Will Osprey? That was a thought of mine. That was a thought of mine. So, I, I, and I kind of said that before, or my my other thought on this is that whoever wins gets the title shot on the fourth, and like last year, the shot on the, f- the fifth could actually, because now we know the uh, Russell Kim was two days. Mm-hmm. Remember last year, the switchblade Jay White called out the winner yeah. and got that, so maybe Will Asprey does that. Maybe he says, hey, mm-hmm. you got on the fourth, you get to defend your belt against whoever, but on the fifth, you find out who's the undisputed champion. I'd be okay with that. Which, very heel move, because that means your opponent, especially if he doesn't wrestle on the fourth, which I wouldn't, just like Jay White didn't last year. Mm-hmm. Very heel move. Have your opponent tired. He has a great match the night before. Then he has to defend against you. Yes. Although I think that maybe this time Osprey does what Switchblade doesn't do and and, and wins.
1: Because
0: hmm. I can see Will Osprey. He's he's, he's on a whole other level right now. Yeah. Whole another level. Cutting them promos, baby. Them heel promos. Just saying. He, he's stepping his game up right now. Just saying. Well, with that... We're going to wander into what we're going to end the show with. And of course, uh, depending upon who it is, the big news, I don't know if it's really big news. This Friday night, which tomorrow when we record, Hmm. uh, so if you guys are hearing this, of course, we're going to see the first head-to-head, quote-unquote, if you believe the hype between AEW and WWE, as SmackDown will overlap 30 minutes with All Elite Wrestling's Rampage. Also of note, Rampage is now uh, going to have a buy-in an hour before on YouTube to go coincide with the second hour of SmackDown, and it's going to feature a match between Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki. So before we get our, before some people get their pants in a bunch and whatever side you're on, first of all, you can love both. At the AEW panel in New York City. Tony Schiavone made a great statement, and we were there live for it. And, and, and Tony Schiavone said, and I quote, There is no war. There's competition. But there is no war. Mm-hmm. That means you guys as fans can enjoy both. And you know what? That means that both sides get stronger. Iron sharpens iron, is what he said. Yeah. He would go on to say that, hey, you know how I have proof of this? The Monday Night Wars, when they happened, both companies were doing really good until the end. Mm -hmm. If WCW, you know, he's like, if, you know, Warner Media doesn't get, you know, buy in, you know, Time Warner, it's a whole nother ballgame possibly. They probably still would be doing well. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that really put WCW out of business. There were some bad practices. They were losing the ratings, but they were still pulling better ratings than any wrestling show does today. Because even when WCW was on the out, it was a 3.0 or better show. Mm -hmm. You have to remember the Monday Night Wars, 10 million households between the two shows were tuning into wrestling. 10 to 11 million. If you add all the shows up now, they're not even coming close. I think we did it before and it was like seven and a half, eight million, something like that. And that's with every WWE product on television and every AEW product put together.
1: Yeah, it's being generous, but yes.
0: And yeah, being generous, I think we came up with seven and a half million. Mm -hmm. And they were doing 10 to 11 million between two shows, just the Monday night shows, just Nitro and Raw. Yeah. Not even talking about Thunder or SmackDown. So I think Tony Schiavone knows a thing or two. And I've been we've been saying this here for, since day one. Mm-hmm. Be a greedy wrestling fan like me and watch it all. Yeah. And you can do that this weekend, too. But, you know, and I'm not going to crucify him too much. Tony Khan. He, he's talking to the ghost of Herb Abrams. I really believe that. Because uh, today, Tony Khan, as we're recording, has said that uh, he could buy commercial free time as well. He could do that all the time because he has more money than Vince. And I'm like, well, first of all, Tony, you don't have more money than anybody. Your dad does. Mm -hmm. Secondly, yes, person to person, Shad Khan has more money than Vince McMahon. Yeah. However, WWE is worth $10 to $13 billion liquid because they're a publicly traded company. We know this. Mm -hmm. And Shad Khan is only worth right around $8 billion, slightly under $8 billion. So, as a company, you don't have more. Mm-hmm. I think it's a weird beat the drum. It's a weird flex, in my opinion. I think it's a flex. I, I don't question when he's saying the show is better and they're going to kick their ass or whatever. Because you know what? You should always believe that in your product. I don't think that's going to happen either. I mean, one thing I did say is it calculated because WWE will not be on Fox this week. It'll be on FS1 because it's preempted for the ALCS Game 1 between two teams that will remain unnameless. Uh huh. In this room, at least. If you are a fan of either of those, good for you. Anyways. Facts. <laughs> we ain't talking about it 1,000% facts. But uh, anyways, so they're getting preempted to FS1 this week. So I said when we heard about this in New York City, while we were down there for Kanye. I said, well, it is a good week because from historic, whenever they're on FS1, they draw about a million, mm-hmm. give or take. They did line up the card a little more because I think they won over a million. But here's the problem, Tony. Rampage has been on a steady decline and is right around 500,000. So even if you do your normal, it's 500,000 compared to a million. So you're going to get beat by SmackDown on FS1, yeah. not SmackDown on Fox, because if it was on Fox, it'd be two and a half million, which two to two million to two and a half million is where they're averaging with the number one demographic mm-hmm. in all of wrestling. So I don't I don't get where, you know, you can so say that into something else. Once again, I'm glad that you're confident in the company. I'm fine with that, but when the fans are jumping on us, once again, you have shit to do with the ratings. They're not paying you.
1: It's very puzzling to see why they're using this as a rallying cry because let's face it, You're going up against SmackDown on a different network, which has done considerably low each time. It's just, it's a different network. More people are watching regular Fox cable than FS.
0: I mean, more people have
1: Fox than FS1. FS1 isn't carried in a lot of homes. Right. So, that being said, you're taking a tainted victory if you do win, but Vince is already sitting there and counter programming with you.
0: With an extra half hour, which will feature the main event of. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, commercial free. Exactly. Against your first half hour. And your answer is to do a YouTube show where you put Brian Danielson versus Minaro Suzuki, which is a great match. Mm -hmm. Why isn't that on Rampage? Why isn't that your opening segment of Rampage to go head to head with their good match? That's that's insane to me. Oh, it completely is. I mean, you look about what is stacked up on that buy
1: in. You got that match and you got Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. Also, great match. Which is great. Why is that your buy in? And yet you're relying on the debut of Junior Dos Santos, a former UFC champion who's going to be involved in the match to carry you through against this ratings. And I'm I'm sorry. Or the
0: CM Punk match, which I can't even remember who he's, wrestling. he's, Sidell, he's, Sidell, he's okay, taking on Matt Seidel.
1: Like for what they have stacked for this card, it just seems to me very puzzling that you'd put on this great show on YouTube. And as soon as that's done, you're trying to have your audience flip over to TNT to watch instead of just lining it up, one-stop shop, and have your main events, the real main events, which everybody is talking about, on Rampage instead of the buy-in. Because let's face it, Daniel Bryanson versus Minaro Suzuki is a dream match. I agree. Why you're opening your night with that on YouTube, no less is a bit puzzling.
0: Well, here's the other thing. You can't really get a good gauge from YouTube either because you can watch YouTube from your phone or another device while you're still watching SmackDown. Yeah. So, like, you're not necessarily making people change the channel. Like, if you're on TV, you can make them change the channel. I mean, unless you have a 2CV setup. But we're assuming that people don't. Mm -hmm. But you can watch YouTube from your phone or your laptop or your, uh, you know, digital device. And I understand you could do that from a cable thing as well. But, I mean, YouTube is usually watched from phones... Pads, laptops. Yeah. And it's not making anybody change the channel. So you can watch the one on your cable box and the one on I just don't get why that was the answer. And I would have put uh Danielson versus Suzuki on Rampage first hour to go up against to counter program. Because let's be honest, folks, CM Punk ain't drawing on Fridays. Mm-hmm they's declined, it's down to like 500,000 and every Friday has a CM Punk match. So if your opening contest is CM Punk versus Matt Seidel against Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch, I don't think it's going to draw better, just in my opinion, even though one is on uh, is carried by far more television providers than the other.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I fully agree with you and that's the problem that they're going with. So their strategy about this is a bit puzzling. And for AEW... This is a big night for you, but if you do any lower numbers, you already have a built-in excuse.
0: Yeah, because you're already doing those numbers. Yeah, so. Uh. It is it is what it is. I just hate the fact that we, you know, wrestling fans think that they need to get bogged down in this. Here's the thing, though. If you really want to put your money where your mouth is, Tony Khan, everybody else involved, just move Dynamite to Fridays against mm-hmm. SmackDown. Yeah. If this is what your calling card is, is this what your fucking rally cry is, move it right against SmackDown. Put it right up against it. 8 to 10 p.m., Fox versus fucking TBS coming up in January, yeah. and see what happens. I can already tell you, and I don't need to be a fucking psychic to tell you, you're going to take an ass whooping, because mm-hmm. it's not like people are changing now, Exactly. and they're not going to change against it, especially when two and a half million people tune into fucking SmackDown.
1: That's exactly the point.
0: So, I, I don't know. I've always said that it was better for AEW to try to test Raw, although... In a way, it's not because Monday Night Football. Mm -hmm. So now you're really spreading the audience thin. Because Raw already... You know, the fact that Raw is higher than it's ever been against Monday Night Football is kind of intriguing these days. But that's that's right now. Give it one good fucking Monday Night matchup uh, for football... And the rating for Raw drop like you wouldn't believe.
1: Yeah, this week's Buffalo-Tennessee. I think you're going to see it drop because Buffalo is the hottest team in the league right now.
0: I agree. I agree. Although Tennessee kind of sucks, so it, it could go either way. Yeah, I could see them still staying the same just because, let's be honest, if you're not a Bills fan, you have no reason to change that channel. Fantasy <laughs> football-wise. Or, or fantasy. If you're yeah. a fantasy fan or a Bills fan, that's the only reason you have to change that channel. Other than that, Titans are kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I definitely agree with you, though. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't I don't know. didn't. once again I'm getting bogged down don't watch it all. I'm gonna watch it all. Why why shouldn't you watch it all?
1: I know, I was saying on ODPH this week. I got my T V set up for SmackDown, I got my YouTube set up for AEW. I'm gonna watch both. I'm gonna live tweet both. Because you know what? As a fan, as you've said many, many times, be greedy. Be and greedy. Enjoy that we have three hours of pay per view quality wrestling coming to us on Friday night.
0: And we'll see. So it's Monday night when we're back. Normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for 6.07 TWS this upcoming Monday because we compete with the NFL and with we'll have to have the Bills game on the TV here in studio while we're recording. Let's be honest. But outside of that, uh, we are going to be live back at their normal time. I guess we'll talk about it. And, And the thing is, I don't really care. I don't care who wins in the ratings. Yeah. I don't, it's just like, it's like, I don't give a fuck about the, like, it's like when you have to argue with people about, well, on Wednesday, the ratings for this are better than that on Monday. Well, guys, you have to look at it as different days. Yeah. You can't take, you know, numbers from a different day and put it up against a different day. It doesn't work because you don't have the same competition on Wednesdays. And this is the smart thing. AEW, please stay on Wednesdays for dynamite because there is more opportunity for you to have wrestling fans on Wednesdays. There's nothing against it. Mm hmm. I mean, if you want to argue Dancing with the Stars or mass Singer or whatever the fuck, most wrestling fans will not tune into that. Overwatching, agreed. Overwatching wrestling. So you're you're where you're at with a million is where you're at. Mm. Now you just need to figure out how to grow that audience. How do you bring in the casual wrestling fan? We've talked about that ad nauseum, and I'm not going to go into it today because we can do it at another time. But it's just go back and listen. We've done it ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. But that's what your your job right now. If I'm AEW, what I'm trying to do is figure out how to bring in casual fans and pad my numbers. Mm-hmm. Not how do I how do I go ahead and you know go, compete in some biz bullshit that's not even doesn't even matter. Yeah. On top of that, Vince Russo a long time ago said that uh, he believes some of the debt that AEW is in mm-hmm. is because Tony Khan is buying tickets. The secondary market is from con, and I'm not here to confirm or deny that. However, we got an interesting uh, message today, Ken M, from All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Would you like to pull that up? I do believe it is for this Friday, which, uh, if you guys know, they are taping. Are they taping both uh, Rampage and Dynamite on Friday? I think they are. I believe they are. I could be wrong, but I think they're taping both. It was right there at the top of your thing, but anyways, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up a little bit because he's gonna give you the official readout when he has it. Uh, AEW is celebrating Heritage Month, and if you show up to the event with a AEW, if you show up with a flag from like from a Heritage perspective, you can get a ten dollar ticket to the event.
1: All right. Excuse me. So this is coming from an official tweet from All Elite Wrestling. So tomorrow at AEW Rampage, we're celebrating Heritage Night at the James Knight Center in Miami. Bring your national flag and be eligible for a $10 ticket plus fees for AEW Rampage while supplies last and get a picture with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes.
0: My question to you is, if you're selling out all these venues, how do you have enough to do walk-up $10 tickets with pictures with Cody Rhodes? Yeah. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, folks. Although there is way more to do in Miami than watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. I'm not here to shit on it. I just thought that that was interesting. I wonder how they talk around that one. I just don't get it. I mean, that's a cool thing they're doing. Don't get me wrong.
1: It's a very cool thing that they're doing.
0: But you're bragging about selling out every venue you're in. And obviously, that's not true. If you're giving out pictures with somebody and $10 tickets, that means it's not sold out. Yeah. And you're trying to sell it out. I mean, shit. If I was in Miami, I'd I'd get, I'd bring uh, I'd bring my uh, Puerto Rican flag and join right in and get my ten dollar ticket. Mm. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, and then root for the proud and the powerful. Yeah, that's right, baby. Anyways, uh, with that being and Eddie Kingston. Yes, all, all great Puerto Rican athletes. That's right. Anyways, without, without that being said, we are going to wrap it up here because we need to go see Halloween Kills. I'm just letting you know because uh, Ken M here is going to be guest spotting on the So Wizard podcast this week. Yes. Just giving them a little free publicity and plug because uh, I love those guys and listen to their podcasts every week. So I never mind doing it. Uh, so he is going to have to break down and go see Halloween Kills with me. That's what we're time slated against. This will be coming out Thursday night after I get done with the movie. But with that being said, Ken, tell them how to find you in the ODPH one more time. Simple. You want to talk anything? ODPH
1: Podcast? Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social media. Check out the T Public Store sale going on this week. Parlay Points. I'll check out the music section. Support all the bands that are loaning their music out to the entire 67 Podcast family. All that and so much more. Just ODPHpodcast.com.
0: And of course, you already know. 8122productions.com for all your information about the three fat nerds. You're already on the network of podcasting. Tell other people. Help spread the word of nerd. Tell them you can hear all the great stuff in pop culture and nerd and plus wrestling on this channel. And we got some news coming for you at episode 100, which we're getting very close to. Major announcement from us as well. Mm-hmm. With that being said, though, folks. Oh, and of course, in the liner notes, all of the important links and stuff for both of our shows. So just go to the liner notes, click on the hyperlinks, call it a day. So with that being said, You are about to hear... Well, in the beginning of the show, you heard the theme song. Done by our good friends Floodlands. The song's called Ruin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very awesome. You can support them on Spotify, Bandcamp, and YouTube Music. Also... We always end the show with our good friend Second Suitor and the song One-Winged Angel, which you're about to hear in just a moment. And Ken M., where can they find Second Suitor?
1: Simply, you can swing on over to odphpodcast.com slash music. The links are right there. You can check them out on Bandcamp. You can check them out on all all social media accounts. They're always posting stuff. Shout out to Tyler. I know he listens to the show. One of these days he's going to come in through a studio.
0: That would be awesome. We have a third mic ready and go. Yes. With that being said, though, you're going to hear one winged angel. We're gonna say see ya. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And later, wrestling fans. Ah. If
2: you take my high and then watch New Japan Rainmaker my heart so damn hard I can know